Welcome to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church in Rome, Monticello. This is Sunday, October the 29th, 2023, Reformation Sunday. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The guest organist is Marty Sharp. The lector is Terry Keeney. Thank you to Judy Weirs for sponsoring this week's broadcast. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Marty, for that beautiful prelude, and welcome to this Reformation and New Members Sunday here at Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. It's good to be with you all. A special thank you to Barb Andreessen, our musical director, who has put things together for us this morning, and all of those who will be sharing their gifts of music and voice with us. I would like to give a round of applause now. Marty. 
And I ask you to withhold your applause during the service in reverence as we think about what it is that we are about today, and that is worshiping our Lord and giving all praise and honor and glory to our God and Father, Lord Jesus Christ, and the gift of the Holy Spirit. And so let us begin with our confession and forgiveness. You'll find this on page 94 in the front of your hymnal. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who forgives all our sin, whose mercy endures forever. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires are known, and from whom no secrets are hid, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and one another. Gracious God, have mercy on us. We confess that we have turned from you and given ourselves into the power of sin. We are truly sorry and humbly repent. In your compassion, forgive us our sins, known and unknown, things that we have done and things that we have failed to do. Turn us again to you and uphold us by your Spirit so that we may live and serve you in the newness of life through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the fountain of living water, the rock who gave us birth, our light and our salvation. Amen. Oh, pastor read the wrong page, but that's a good one too. It's a part of our baptism, and I'm glad I shared those words. But these words, you know, God who is rich in mercy and loved us even when we were dead in sin made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved in the name of Jesus Christ. Your sins are forgiven, almighty God. Strengthen you with power through the gift of the Holy Spirit that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace from above and for our salvation, let us pray to the Lord. For the peace of the whole world, for the well-being of the church of God, and for the unity of all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, For this holy house and for all who offer here their worship and praise, let us pray to the Lord. Help, save, comfort, and defend us, gracious Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to God's people on earth. invite you to join with me in the prayer of the days as printed in your bulletin insert. Almighty God, gracious Lord, we, we thank, thank you that your Holy Spirit, Spirit renews the church in every age. Pour out your Holy Spirit on your faithful people. Keep them steadfast in your word. Protect and comfort them in times of trial. Defend them against all enemies of the gospel and bestow on the church your saving peace. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The first reading is from Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 31 to 34, with the following preface. The renewed covenant will not be breakable, but like the old covenant, it will expect the people to live upright lives. To know the Lord means that one will defend the cause of the poor and needy. The renewed covenant is possible only because the Lord will will forgive iniquity and not remember sin. Our hope lies in a God who forgets. The reading. The days are surely coming, says the Lord. 
when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the covenant that I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, a covenant that they broke. Though I was their husband, says the Lord. With this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. No longer shall they teach one another or say to each other, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. From the least of them to the greatest, says the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity and remember their sin no more. The word of the Lord. Reformation Day Psalm, beginning with refrain, and the congregation will join in on the bold print and the refrain.
The second reading is from Romans chapter 3, verses 19 to 28, with the following preface. Paul's words stand at the heart of the preaching of Martin Luther and other Reformation leaders. No human beings make themselves right with, the, with God through works of the law. We are brought into a right relationship with God through the divine activity centered in Christ's death. This act is a gift of grace that liberates us from sin and empowers our faith in Jesus Christ. The reading. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be silenced, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For no human being will be justified in his sight by deeds prescribed by the law, for though the law comes the knowledge of sin. But now, apart from the law, the righteousness of God has been disclosed and is attested by the law and the prophets. The righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. They are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a sacrifice of atonement by his blood, effective through faith. He did this to show his righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove that the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus. Then what becomes of boasting? It is excluded. By what law? By that of works? No, but by the law of faith. For we hold that a person is justified by faith apart from works prescribed by the law. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our service continues with the gospel acclamation, which is God's word is our great heritage found at hymn 509, 509. I invite the congregation to please rise. According to St. John, the 8th chapter, glory to you. I invite you to be seated. Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you continue in my word, you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. They answered him, We are descendants of Abraham, and we have not been slaves to anyone. What do you mean by saying, We'll be made free? 
Jesus answered them, Very truly, I tell you, everyone who commits a sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not have a permanent place in the household. The son has a place there forever. So if the son makes you free, you are free indeed. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God expressed in this kindness to us in Christ Jesus, for it is by grace that you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. Word alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Word alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Our gospel lesson from John recorded Jesus' words. If you continue in my word, if you abide in my word, the truth will set you free, and you will be truly my disciples. For Luther, it was not the canon law. It was not laws handed down by the Pope or the bishops, or the traditions of the church in which studied whether or not we were saved. Rather, it is Christ. The truth is in the Holy Scriptures, the Bible. Luther described the Bible this way. It is the Holy Scriptures. It is a manger. And at its center is the pearl, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And that God's holy word is for God's holy people. We are, said Luther, both sinner and saint. No one is above the law. No one is above the law of Moses, God's law. And the gospel is for all, freeing us from the power of sin and death, so important was God's word that he challenged the church, the Roman Catholic Church of his day, and specifically what set the Reformation and why we were read on this particular Sunday is a selling of indulgences so that you could free yourself from days, years in purgatory that this was a place somewhere between this life and the next. And people would buy these indulgences that were sold by the church, authorized by Pope Louis VI, thinking that they would, sell, they would be able to buy time for their dead relatives from this place called purgatory. As Luther, a monk, turn from lawyer, student, began combing over the scriptures, found nothing about purgatory, found nothing about indulgences, and challenged the church. It was on October 31st, 505 years ago, that Luther nailed onto the door at the Castle Church in Wittenberg the 95 arguments against the selling of indulgences. 
Luther would be tried for treason against the Roman Catholic Church. The trial found him guilty and demanded that he recant his arguments that he had put into writing. Here is what Luther said at his trial in Worms, Germany, before the emperor in response to, will you recant? Luther said, unless I am convinced of error by the holy scriptures or by co-agent and evident reasons, I neither nor can I dare retract anything. For my conscience is held captive by God's word, and it is neither safe nor right to go against conscience. Here I stand, and I can do no other. God help me. Luther, preaching God's word was the most important matter under heaven. And allowing us to read the Bible for ourselves to find that it's a living word. And so he translated the Greek Bible into German. He didn't use the Latin, but he used the original form in which the Bible was written in the New Testament Greek and in the Old Testament Hebrew. And he translated it into German. And he was able to turn this over to the people with the printing press being discovered and developed. He was able to share these words that are for God's people. That's why when we come forward many times, I didn't today, but sometimes I will say, God's holy word for God's holy people. For you are holy. You are made in the image of God. The other thing that uh, Luther understands is the commandments of Christ that we hold within the Lutheran church two sacraments. And we practice them often. The first is holy baptism. That there is nothing that we can do to save ourselves, but it is what Christ has done for us in his life, death, and resurrection. And the other is sharing in the Holy Eucharist, the Lord's Supper, communion. When we come together and we hear those words that Christ died for you, in the night in which he was betrayed, he was handed over, and he was crucified. And he shared with his disciples, this is my body, taking ordinary bread that you and I eat every day, and breaking it, blessing it, and giving it to the people, and then taking wine, because that was the ordinary drink of the day without refrigeration, and holds it up and says, this is my blood, the new covenant that's been poured out and shed for you for the forgiveness of sin. Luther held these three things extremely important, with word being first. Second would be the sacraments, communion and baptism. That we are all sinners and that we are saints. And that pastors learn and study the Bible so that they can teach. When I entered seminary, before I could even have, be able to acquire one earned credit, there were two things that I had to do before they would even allow me to be a candidate for ministry. The first was is that I would have to spend two semesters in studying Greek 
which meant that we would study the Gospels. In trying to translate from the Greek language, the original language in which it was written, into our English language as we understand it. I found this to be fascinating and had no idea that words in the English language like love cannot come close to what was described in the Greek language when Jesus was sharing about agape love, unconditional love, not phile love. And there are a number of ways in which the scriptures then become so open. The other thing that I had to do before I could even enter into candidacy is I had to take a Bible proficiency examination that covered the Old Testament and the New Testament. Once completed then, I was allowed to begin my journey at seminary. And the class, the first class that I took was Pentateuch. It was the Law of Moses, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. For Luther, it was word alone, faith alone, Christ alone. There is no one that intercedes on our behalf that we have been created in the image of God. God created them, male and female. And that we know that life is difficult. And we receive scriptures such as, I am the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He relies. Keep going. <laughs> Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord. These words are holy words for God's holy people. It was in this reading that Terry read today that Luther had the aha moment. For there is no distinction since all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. There is no one who is more holy, for we are all sinners. We are now justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. He did this to show righteousness because in his divine forbearance he had passed over the sins previously committed. It was to prove at the present time that he himself is righteous and that he justifies the one who has faith in Jesus Christ. Word alone. Faith alone. Christ alone. And here is where Luther stood. So help me God. We do not aspire to God, but rather God has come down to us and raises us up. Gift. The gospel. You are loved by a God who knows you and loves you. The gospel of our Lord. Amen.
At this time, I'm going to invite a few folks to come forward. I'd like to invite Chasta, Ethan, Riker, Weston, McKenzie, Ryan, and Greg to come forward at this time. It is pure joy for a pastor who notices others coming into the worship and uh, noticing some new faces out there. And then to come and find out that there are people out here who have said, before they even showed up at this congregation, you should think about coming to Wayne Zion Lutheran Church. It's where I go. It's where I worship. And so Kendi and Mitch Monk, thank you for inviting Chaska, Chasta and Ethan and their boys. They're a little bit shy, but this is Riker and this is Weston, and they're wearing red. Look at that. And Ryan Rowling and uh, Mackenzie Tanjis. Uh, Mackenzie kind of has a, a little bit. She knows a lot of people here. Beth, where are you? And Rod, there you are, our members here. And uh, there's something special, too, about these folks. Something's happening on April 6th of 2024. What, what is that? That's our wedding. That's your wedding day. <laughs> and so I'm so glad that you've come to join Wayne Zion, and uh, I look forward to walking with you as we talk about the gift of God is the gift of marriage. And uh, it's going to be wonderful to build your wedding based on who you are and the liturgy. And I've never had two weddings the same here at Wayne Zion, so it will be your special day and special time. Uh, we've got something special going on over here, too. Something's happening on November, November 19th. What is it? Baptism. We're going to have a baptism of Riker. And so uh, Greg Boddicker couldn't be here. He's away this weekend. Um, interesting thing about Greg is that his daughter Addison uh, is now joined Wayne Zion through baptism. Uh, we had a private baptism here on a Saturday. She's 12 years old, and she wanted to be baptized, and she wants to go through confirmation. <laughs> and she is. And Greg is joining as well. And you know Rhonda Michaels. Okay. So let us, uh, let us welcome these new members who join us in worshiping God, hearing of God's word, sharing the supper, proclaiming the good news of God and Jesus Christ through word and deed, and serving all people and striving for justice and peace in the world. And so let us pray. We thank you, Lord, for these new members of our congregation. By your life-giving power, bind us each together in your strength for service and support all our days and bring us at length a day when all your children will be one with you. We will be all in all. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give them a Wayne Zion welcome. 
And I should have mentioned, these are the Erstmans. I didn't mention last name. Yeah. And uh, they're going to greet you. You can go ahead and have your seat. When we go out, you're going to greet you. And then we're going to take somebody good at photography. Somebody have a cell phone that works good. Somebody, anyone. I need a picture. Thanks, Kim. We're gonna, we want to take a picture of them. Let's not cut the cake until we get a picture with them in front of the cake, and then we'll cut it. But there's other refreshments as well. So you can go ahead and have your seat, and we'll see you as we leave the sanctuary and uh, get to greet each of you. All right. Let us continue with the Nicene Creed. And I invite the congregation to please rise as we share our faith together. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made. For us and our salvation, he came down from heaven, was incarnate with the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and he became truly human. For our sake, he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins, we look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. You may be seated. Trusting in the transformative power of God's loving spirit, let us pray for the church, the world, and all in need. God, our creator, our parent, you call us your children and have made us siblings through your son, Jesus. Heal the church's many divisions, bring understanding and peace where there has been contention and strife, and unite us in one body through the love of Christ, God of grace, God our creator, your hands have made the heights of the mountain, the depths of the sea, and the life that emanates all of creation, bring relief to areas harmed by wildfires, floods and storms, human carelessness. Renew the face of the earth, God of grace. God, our ruler, the nations rage and the kingdoms shake. We see it on our televisions. We read it in our papers. War is not the answer. We only know that through your Son we'll all come to understand the love of God. But your word stands fast forever. Let your justice and peace roll down like waters wherever there is strife, injustice, war, and religious conflict. God of grace, God our champion, you are our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Draw near to all who suffer. 
We lift before you this morning Sherry Hatfield. We pray that the doctors and nurses will be able to understand what is going on to bring her to wholeness. We pray for Sharon Kell's continued recovery as well as Paul Behrens and Ivan Eden and Ray Rickles and Jim Strickle. Lord, be with Linda and Teresa and their treatments and Kalinda and Sandy and dealing with pain every day and bring healing and wholeness to Dick and Mary Meyer and Lynette Mork and Samantha Putz and her young family. Thank you for those who share God's Word in locations that are very different from ours in another hemisphere. We're thankful for George Walter's niece, Brenda Smith, who is a missionary in Africa. And remember Karen. Remember Karen as she's reeling with what just happened with her dear Bob. So surround that family with your love. What a gift it was for all of us to come together and to share our faith in a most difficult situation. Be there, rest, Lord, and comfort. God of grace. God, our Redeemer, you make all things new. Free us from complacency. Open us to the unexpected ways and kindle the zeal in us for the future. We pray for young people affirming their baptism that will happen uh, this coming April and the following October. Bless us as we learn in confirmation what it means to affirm our baptism and write faith statements. For with them, stir in us a desire for your wisdom, God of grace. God, our Savior, you make yourself known in the lives of all who died in the hope of your grace. We give thanks for the witness and reformers like Martin Luther, Melanchthon, and others. For all whose example has brought us closer to you, God of grace. Gracious God, in your hands we commend for all whom we pray, trusting in your unending love and amazing grace through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. We received this morning's offering, and so I invite the children to come forward as they are raising money to um, address hunger. I invite the congregation to please rise as we bring our offerings tithes forward at this time. And we sing praise and thanksgiving 689 stanzas 3 and 4 as we do that now.
showers of land. Blessed are you, O God, maker of all things. Through your goodness, you have blessed us with these gifts, ourselves and our time and all our possessions. Use us in what we have gathered in feeding the world through your love, through the one who gave himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. You may be seated. Good morning again, and happy Reformation Day. We are going to end the service uh, before the sending song. We are going to do our part here to do something a little bit more. Um, I love A Mighty Fortress, and I, I love doing it every year, but I know some people are going, to do this every year. And sometimes it's just because that is, it is so important to our faith. And uh, we have something a little bit new and different. Um, the kids have learned the refrain of a new song. It's called By Grace. It is by a man named Jonathan Rundman, and it is in the new version of a hymnal that uh, we probably will not be purchasing, but we got permission to do this. And if you listened, I'm sure you did, not if you listened, when you heard the gospel, when you heard the second lesson, when you heard Pastor Wade's sermon, you heard about grace through faith. And that is how we are saved. It is not by our works. It's not by what you do. And I have been looking for a song that would be kind of, um, I don't want to say catchy, but a catchy little tune. And the kids have learned it, and they may not understand exactly what the words mean now. But it is the basis of our Lutheran faith. So we're going to present to you, accompanied by Dale Heron on his guitar, and I've got Connor. Uh, I said, here, Connor, here's a drum pad. Try it out. And so <laughs> Connor's going to help us out. The kids will be doing the refrain. The adults are going to be doing the verse. And I have a feeling that this is going to be a little, what's it called, Janice? Something that's uh, a, t uh, a, a song? A little song, a little earworm that's in your head. You're going to be driving home and you're going to be singing this song. So here we are, By Grace. <laughs>
Fantastic. I'm going to invite our new members to go ahead if you want to start making your way to the back uh, where um, Virgil is standing, if you can kind of direct them back there. And as you do that, receive this blessing. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen. Let us sing our sending song, The Church of Christ in, oh, yeah, of every age, 729. the gospel. Thanks be to God. Liturgy, copyright 2021, Augsburg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license, number A-729734.
all rights reserved.